0: ASA Radio Theater proudly presents The Language Guide to Avis Ending. Many people find the existential ending to Neon Genesis Evangelion to be confusing and convoluted. This guide serves as a means to make the ending more clear to the layman, the average person, who may watch the show. This is done by showing the experience from the eyes of a person who does not delve into deep thoughts and experiences life like most of us do. I am the machado that exists in Jordan's mind. And conversely, I imagine I'm the Jordan that exists in the Sado's mind. Several minutes later. Wow, that was a really cool after-school special. Well done, though. That wasn't a television show, Jordan. That was but one version of reality that can exist as within, created by your mind. Oh, I see. What's on channel 42? Jordan, this isn't some entertainment. We are forming the basis for the rest of your existence. Gotcha, gotcha. So no Channel 42, right? Correct. So what's on 37? You know, Channel 37? You know, on the old boob tube? Let's try this again, Jordan. What sort of, quote, television program, unquote, would you like to experience? The Brady Bunch was pretty cool, how about that? The Brady Bunch is not an alternative version of reality. Well, I always thought the Brady Bunch was an alternative version of reality. Oh, uh, alright, alright. How about PBS? I don't think you need those air quotes around television programs, though. I do. Oh, oh, okay. So let's see what we've got. Today on the Magic School Bunch, Machado Frizzle teaches the kids about the human body. And that, Ralphie, is where we don't stick things. Any other questions, class? Ms. Frizzle, what's sexual innuendo? Man, this show's a lot different from what I remember. Let's check out what's on Fox. When only one man stands between life and death, when only the most precise medical procedures can make the difference between living and dying, the Clark County Emergency Room counts on one man, Genjo Ikari, psychic physician. Dr. Icaro, are you sure that splicing angel DNA into this man will save his life? As sure as I am, we'll always be together, Ritsuko. I don't really dig the heavy drama. Let's see what else is on. Fine. Which, quote, station, unquote, should I turn it to now? Hey, this is kind of like Fancy Island, right? So that means I can watch any of the channels. You know, any other channels? I guess... Uh, oh, oh, oh no. Yeah, so we can, like, watch the fuzzy blocked out channels now. Uh, let's check out Playboy! Why don't you pick something else, Jordan? Come on, Playboy! 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 Alright, fine. Tonight on the Playboy channel, we once again join the Playboy himself, Kaji, on Kaji's Playhouse. And welcome, ladies, to Kaji's Playhouse on this week's show. we the girls who have even the loosest ties to me. Tonight we have Ray, Hoska, Rosado, Ruchuko, Ibuki, Yui. But well, we promise many more fine foxes on tomorrow's show. Be too sure to tune on in. Ah, uh, I'm kind of uncomfortable with you around while I watch this. Are there any cartoons on right now? Cartoons? Can't you realize this is a serious matter? Not some goofy animated crapola? Ooh, this one. I want this one. Are you sure? Oh yeah, this one is the best. And so Jordan spent the rest of his days irritating old man Akari as Jordan the Menace every Saturday morning. I guess some people's versions of the perfect reality are just a bit different from the rest of ours. There's clever engineers. But yeah! time for ASO Radio. And welcome ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls from Taco of All Ages to episode number 86 of ASO Radio. I of course am NV Seventeen and I will be your host for this fine program. For those of you just tuning in this week, DV 3 is not going to be joining us. He's been taking a few weeks off in order to go and take care of some college stuff. But I certainly hope that we can have him back on in a few weeks time. Anyways, we've got a bunch of stuff to cover this show. We've got uh, a whole bunch of anime news, some actually good stuff this week, unlike last week's, which was kind of sketchy. And uh, we've got two different anime reviews for you, as you might have guessed. One of them is indeed Evangelion. And, of course, we have the second half of our interview from NDK with Deborah Bai. However, uh, funny little personal story here at the moment. Um, and then we'll get into the news. Uh, I recently bought a defective PlayStation 2 from a local pawn shop. Now, this particular PlayStation 2 had the problem that it couldn't read DVDs, but it could read CDs, and that includes games that are on CDs as well, but it couldn't read games that were on DVD. So, I got myself the game Mad Maestro which I suppose I could do a review of, but I haven't really gotten past the last segment, and I want to do that before I do a review proper. Let's say it's not the greatest game in the world, but it's not horrible. Uh, Okay, but here's the thing, is that the PlayStation 2 is well known to have these uh, reading defects, where the lens might get out of focus because it's placed too high or too low and it can't read the disc. So I figured that it was just this simple problem turned out not to be that, though it actually turned out that the DVD um, laser of the unit was actually uh, broken, but I didn't know that, I just thought that the voltage had been turned down too low. Well, to go and get to the laser to change its alignment, which is the initial thing that I tried to do, which is the most common reason, uh, is rather simple, just take off the upper case and get to the laser unit, then adjust the two white togs. since that didn't fix it, I figured I would go and adjust the voltage. Well, several minutes later, I had a pile of about 50 to 60 uh, parts laying around, and the PlayStation 2 completely disassembled. And let me assure you that if you think a Rubik's Cube is tough, you're right. But a PlayStation 2 tends to be... Also, a difficult endeavor to put back together, but I can assure you, after having taken it apart at least one more additional time, that it gets easier every time you go and do it. Unfortunately, as I discovered after tinkering with it for a couple of times, that I will indeed need to get a replacement laser unit, and unfortunately those are neither common nor cheap. So, hopefully I'll be able to go and have a fully functioning PlayStation 2 within the coming weeks, and then I can start reviewing some of the games on that system for you. As uh, I took a vow long ago, back when the Dreamcast was seeing its final days, and that bow, ladies and gentlemen, was simply that I would not buy any other current generation system until the next generation arrived. Then I got weak and I bought a GameCube so I could play Sonic Heroes. But my point is, is that I didn't buy the system brand new for full price. I waited until it was the slowest possible retail value, and I sincerely doubt that the price of the GameCube will be dropped any lower than $100, and it was also the cheapest way to play Sonic Heroes. Okay, so here's my point, is that uh, I got a PlayStation 2 now, once I get that up, fixed and working, A short time thereafter, we're going to pick up an Xbox 2 and catch up on a whole bunch of last-gen reviews. There's a lot of good stuff on the PlayStation 2, some good stuff on the Xbox 2, and uh, we'll be having a whole bunch of video game reviews for you, hopefully, in the uh, near future. Uh, So, just a little story there, if you've taken apart your PlayStation 2, be sure you write down what you took from where and how it goes back together. I didn't do that, however, I was successful on putting it back together. But like most projects where you take something apart without taking notes where everything went, I did end up with a couple of extra screws at the end. But regardless, let's get on to the anime news, shall we? Dun, 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 dun. Welcome to the Evening News with Dan Weathers. This is Dan Weathers, recording your weekly anime news. All right, well this week we have a good dose of anime news, courtesy of our friends over at the Anime News Network. Let's start off with a bit of one about protoculture addicts. Uh, Protoculture Addicts, the long-running fanzine uh, operated by Anime News Network, has announced that only two issues of the magazine will be released in 2006. The first in May 2006, and the second in November 2006. The staff will be taking the extra time to redesign the magazine's layout and content. Currently, the first issue can be gone and ordered from Protoculture Addicts' website uh, in a digital PDF format which I imagine allows you to go and get to the first issue in advance of the print version. Next up, we have a new .hack anime. On Monday, there was an official press conference announcing the April broadcast of .hack Root, a new TV series entry in the .hack universe. Animation will be handled by B-Train, and Yuki uh, excuse me, Kajiro's fiction junction, Yuka, will provide the opening theme. Uh, That, of course, is in Japan. We'll probably be getting that in six months' time. Next up, Robotech. On mobile phones. Airborne Entertainment of Montreal assigned a deal with Harmony Gold to distribute the content based on Robotech to mobile phones throughout North America. Content such as ringtones, wallpaper, and games will be available to subscribers on major carriers such as Singular, Verizon, and Sprint because they need more ways of extracting money from your wallet. Full Metal Alchemist Trading Card Tournament Series Uh, RC2 Corporation has announced details about the 2005 Full Metal Alchemist Trading Card Game Championship Season The championship will be broken down into three major event categories The Sensei's Trials, the Regional Championships, and the 2006 World Championship at Gen Con Indy in August On a sad note, Akari Ifukube has passed away that's right. Akira Ikukube, the extremely prolific composer for Godzilla, Ostragon, and many other movies, died of multiple organ failure on February 8th at the age of 91. Viz Media Talks Comic Con. Viz Media will be showing up at New York Comic Con booth number 211, where they will be promoting and showing their products, as well as giving away free and exclusive items. They will also have two panels, Viz Media Anime Panel on Saturday at 3 p.m. in room 1E16-1E17 and the Viz Media Manga Panel on Sunday at noon in room E114-115. Earlier this week, Funimation parent company Navara Corporation reported its third quarter results. Although the company's group sales were up 17%, the group posted a net loss of $6.1 million compared to net income of $7.2 million for the same quarter last year. Contributing significantly to the deficit was a $12.7 million charge related to the write-off of balances related to the Musicland bankruptcy. The company's publishing segment, which includes Funimation, achieved net sales of $35.9 million, an increase of 65.4%. This was attributed to the release of high-profile are divisions other than Funimation. Regarding Funimation, it was stated, Funimation is currently performing below expectations. Navarre's uh, purchase agreement with Funimation provided for the sellers of Funimation receiving additional bonuses if Funimation achieved certain agreed-upon financial targets during that period. Subsequent to the third quarter results, the sellers of Funimation and Navarre Corporation had agreed to release $21.8 million that had been held in escrow, with $11.1 million being returned to Navarre and $10.7 million to the sellers. Despite the loss incurred this quarter, Navarre Corporation expressed the post between 19 million. dollars and $21 million in earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization for the 2006 fiscal year, which ends on March 31, 2006. Hopefully, Fullmetal Alchemist is hoping to go and keep these ropes afloat. So, now let's switch gears, in more than one meaning, to Gundam Zeta shaving gel. Yes, that's right, the Kai Group, Japan's leading razor blade manufacturer, is showing Zeta Gundam shaving gel. The Kai Group previously released a limited edition of Zeta Gundam Hiyaki uh, Shiki Razor Stand as a promotion for the Zeta 2 movie, as well as a promotion for the first Zeta movie. And, month and month and month after its initial Cartoon Network release, YTV has announced in their anime bulletin, The Fullmetal Alchemist will premiere Friday, March 3rd at 10 p.m., just in time for us in the USA to be seeing the end of the series. I imagine, though, that the reason why TV hasn't started broadcasting Full Metal this yet had to do with an exclusivity agreement with Cartoon Network. However, insiders will have to go and send us some fan mail to know for certain. And last, Yamato Toys releases House Moving Castle figures. The Toys has announced the April release of the House Moving Castle PVC set featuring 4-inch scale figurines of Hal, Markle, and Old Sophie. The set will retail for $24.99 apiece. Also in April, they will be releasing a set of 3-inch keychain figurines. But I have to tell you, I much prefer the keychain figurines. Very cute, wide variety of characters, including two different versions of Markle, one within and one without his disguise. Uh, some really great stuff there, and, of course, very funny because it has the flame spirit with each of those. All right, well, that does it for this week's anime news. Once again, of course, it's curious of uh, www.animenewsnetwork.com because they're pretty much the best anime news network out there. So, uh, let's move along to our dual reviews. Does it suck? Does it rock? Who knows? Anime review. Alright, so, this week, we have two reviews, volume 8 of Neon Genesis Evangelion, and volume number something like 7, yeah, 7, of Maishinikaku. So, let's get started with Neon Genesis Evangelion. This last DVD, which we will be reviewing, contains the final three episodes of Neon Genesis Evangelion, that's right, episodes 24, 25, and 26 which contains the controversial ending to the series. Now, why was it controversial? Well, because the ending of the series, like so many series that are produced by this company, uh, tend to go and, well, they tend to run out of budget by the end, and so the last bunch of episodes are rather cheaply put together. And uh, Evangelion was no exception to this compounding the problem, however, is that, like I said, because of balancing issues, the majority of the, um, self-examination and deep story character development, if you will, happens within the span of, like, these last six episodes, especially the last two or so. And because of this makes for a very heavy, uh, poorly animated, in a sense, uh, final cut to the series. The 24th episode starts off, um, Innocently enough, if you can apply that term to Evangelion, uh, where Shinji befriends the fifth, uh, child, who is now piloting Unit, uh, O2, after Asuka's synchronization has fallen completely apart, and she's gone AWOL. He befriends this, uh, and then, soon enough has to go and take down the final 17th Angel. Then, uh, after all the Angels have been defeated, we jump into episode 25 feet first. Whereas there was an extended period in episode twenty-four where it was a still screen um, moment which stretched on a bit too long. Uh, Twenty-five starts our clip show self-examination series, which is supposed to be delving into the minds of everybody as um, the human. Oh crap, a uh We'll just call it the Human Integration Project, even though I know that's not the uh, term. But uh, what the hell, right? Uh, Instrumentality, I think, is the term, uh, as this begins. Basically, everybody has to go and face their deepest, darkest fears, uh, forced to do it so that they can overcome overcome it, fill the, uh, uh, the primal, basic hole within all of us, and then become a fully functioning, whole person, satisfied, happy, and ready to grow and evolve beyond just what they are, instead of constantly running the fear and being cowardly. And in order to do this, we're presented with basically a clip show of animation while uh, the various characters are providing dialogue in the versions of themselves imagined within the minds of each other. And this clip show contains uh, three types of animation. A, you've got your recycled animation from earlier within the series. B, you've got still shots of the individual characters in such a fashion as to not show their mouths most of the time in order to cut down on animation expenses. And C, you have still shots of various places around Japan which have been tinted and or otherwise distorted in order to make them look more anime-like in order to cut down on production costs involved with drawing all of that. And so you end up with something that, while seemingly cheaply animated, and in fact cheaply animated, has good effect as to the symbolic ways that the mind experiences reality. Whereas memories don't go and record everything but the key points and symbolic, simpleized versions of these, stylized to go and recall in a simple and efficient manner, in both the way that the mind man, uh, works with day-to-day, real-time interactions and recalling memory. So, a rather good way of experiencing that, all in all. Now, I did have to go and sit and, uh, if you will... uh, Well, I heard a lot of bad about this beforehand, so I went in prepared. Uh, And I have to admit that it was trying at some points getting through these final two episodes. But, I am happy to report that the payoff is well worth it, and not just from the stance of going and seeing this series end, it's from the stance of actually finally seeing Shinji Ikari, the main character of this series, finally be happy. Now, those of you that have played Girlfriend of Still, the Neon Genesis Evangelion PC game spell-off, uh, which is more or less like an episode of Evangelion that happens before about the same time as episode 19, Um, Shinji was happy there too, but uh, of course things don't go Shinji's way, and so he doesn't stay happy. So it was very nice seeing him happy in that game, but in this sense, Shinji is made um, truly happy, not because of an external influence, but by himself, being forced to overcome his fears, facing them, then eventually surmounting them and realizing that he is worth the value, that he does deserve to exist, and that he should be embraced by his friends and be able to experience love. And because of this, finally becomes a whole, happy individual and is able to experience life fully. And it is because of that that I go and I give Neon Genesis Evangelion Volume 8, Episodes 23, I mean 24 through 26, a recommended. I was kind of wavering there between highly recommended and just regular recommendation because I did really like seeing Shinji finally go and conquer his fears but I do have to admit that it can be very trying getting through this and so that knocks it down from being a highly recommended. Next up, we have the first disc of the third box set of my Shinji Yes, I realize that's a lot of numbers to deal with, but it is a very long animated series. Um, it seems that in the world of anime, there's only two types of shows. Ones that last one to two seasons, and ones that last for dozens of seasons. And my Kakus is in the latter category. Um, in this volume... Um, well, okay, in this volume, I'm not actually prepared, because I just recently shielded on up, so... Give me just a second to go and look it up to see what exactly was in this one so I can tell you whether it was any good or not. My apologies for those that are impatient. doo 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 Yeah, so, um, I can tell you I really enjoyed this volume. And, uh, that, um, we probably won't be going and reviewing the Neon genesis Evangelion movies anytime soon. One, I feel that uh, we should have a bit of a... Um, distance, if you will, between the end of the TV series and watching the movies, as those who had watched the movie in Japan originally had to do, and also because um, I don't really think that the movies sound all that great. One's like a recap thing, one's showing like what happened uh, during this... It's just kind of a mess that was forced out by the fans and, to top it all off, the last movie was more or less revenge by the producer against the fanatical Ava fans. But we'll save that for a future review, if any. All right, so now we've got the Maishin Kaku set up. Yay! All right, we, uh, this reviews the four episodes of 25 through 28. Uh, in this corner, Godai versus Nitaka. the clash of the proposals, In this particular episode, Coach Mitaka goes and proposes to Kyoko, who presses it off as though he was asking her to go and join him as a tennis professional on the circuit, even though she knew that that wasn't the case. But she herself found herself not ready yet to go with Godai or Mitaka. Mitaka tells her though that he's willing to wait two or three years for her, and Godai Well, Godai kind of has a similar thing, except uh, he says, Oh, crap, it's going to take me three years to get through college and at least two years to get on my feet, so could you just keep me a manager for five? Kind of a funny episode, but um, more so reflecting on the um, inner workings of Kyoko. Then the second episode, called Godai's Out of It, Kyoko's on the rampage. This deals with uh, Godai's half-dating of uh, his cute little friend, Kozua and uh, Kyoko's jealousy over this and Godai's guilt over going and dating behind Kyoko's back even though she's the one he really wants to be with and also the guilt of Kozua not going and getting from him what she wants from him even though of course there are numerous misunderstandings over things where her parents and she go and think that is talking about being with her even though he's daydreaming about Kyoto. And by Kyoto, I mean Kyoko. He's not thinking of moving. Uh, Next up is Soichiro gone, Yakitori Memories. The most boring episode of the set, (laughs) because anything dealing with memoirs or memories and whatnot involves a lot of flashbacks and a lot of mood setting. And this episode involves uh, the dog, uh, Soichiro, getting washed, and everybody going out and searching for it as Kyoko is going and being reminded of her deceased husband Soichiro and the memories that she had uh, with him and the dog Soichiro. And Yakitori is, of course, the delicious food after which Soichiro the dog ran away after. And as always liked. The fourth and final episode of this volume is Even Kyoko's Surprised on Kentaro's Father. Uh, Finally, after 27 episodes of this series, we get to see Kentaro's slave wage of a father. His father... Um, is, as I said, a slave wage. In Japan, there is a class of businessmen who essentially spend all day working in order to go and provide for their family with little to no personal time for themselves. Kentaro's father is this way and is the reason why nobody has seen him up until this point in the series. Unfortunately, Kentaro's father has been laid off from his work and... Uh, fortunately for Kentaro Gives time for him to go and attend The sports fest However there's a bit of a complication Because of Kentaro's low um, Opinion of his mother's drinking And his father constantly being absent He has already asked Godai and Kyoko To go and act as a substitute In the three-legged race I don't want to give anything away But let us just say It was a heartwarming end to this episode and in classic uh, Maishinikaku style. And at the very end, we're treated to a little bit of Kyoko being very kind to Godai, and uh, comforting him. So, um, why was she comforting him anyways? I just saw it, too, which makes me feel all the dumber. Uh, (laughs) But, uh, let's just say that in the second to last episode, Kyoko has in her mind, made up her mind. She hasn't gone through with full convictions yet, but in her mind, she has now the balance is tipped in favor of Godai and seems as though this is the tipping point for Kyoko herself, as in the second episode she shows more attention towards him and a closeness towards him. And so this, of course, gets my hopeless romantic heart pittering, pattering. But enough of the story. Let's talk a bit about the animation. It's been holding up pretty solid in this series thus far, but in this episode, it starts to go and get a bit imbalanced. As you know, they went and they switched the animation director or the character director in this because the eye style, for example, isn't very consistent and makes the characters look much more weathered than they have in the past. Kind of uh, disrupting uh, and the numerous Trains and Jets setting the mood in the episode starts to grate on the nerves a bit. Um, however, I did enjoy this uh, set as a whole. The music uh, seems to be growing on me the more I watch the show, and so I'm going to go and give the seventh volume of My and a recommended. Fan mail. 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 And now it's time, of course, for the gratuitous, ego stroking portion of the show, the fan mail. Uh, This week we have one bit of fan mail, and this time it's from Walt Shadow, who writes, If you were wondering. Now, I had to read this fan mail a couple of times in order to really get it, and so I'll read it in two different versions, the intended version and the smartass NZ-17 version. Let's uh, go ahead. First, the intended version. I am the Warp Shadow that exists on the inside of N.T.'s mind. I am also the N.T. that exists on the inside of Warp Shadow's mind. Are you happy? Are you happy? Are you happy? Do you like reviewing anime? Does it make you feel special? Or are you just trying to fill the void in your sad and pathetic life with a radio show? If you haven't seen the final episodes of Evangelion, that's a taste of what they are like. Uh, number two, I only had 184 views up when episode 85 aired. Thanks anyway, and keep up the good work. All right, now it's time for the smart-ass nz 17 version with um, comments and stuff along the way. I am the Warp Shadow that exists on the inside of NG's mind. Uh, pleased to meet you, Warp Shadow. I'm also the NZ that exists on the inside of Warp Shadow's mind. Oh, our first uh, co-authored letter. This would be interesting. Are you happy? Yeah. Are you happy? Pretty sure. Are you happy? Well, in the limited context, I am happy, but only at the expense of going and forfeiting a possible more fulfilled future by going and indulging in short-term experiences, by going and purchasing media goods in order to escape from reality through those sheer moments of adrenaline and angst and emotional development that I get to of characters which are only fictitious. But in a smaller sense, yes. Do you like reviewing anime? Indeed I do. It's uh, something that brings me a bit of joy. But a bit more on that later after we answer these uh, next couple of questions. Does it make you feel special? Um, actually it does. Uh, going and having people listening to my radio show goes and gives me that kind of boost of confidence that I need in the day-to-day humdrum life. Or are you just trying to fill the void in your sad and pathetic life with a radio show? Hmm. Well, I guess we already covered that <laughs> <coughs> All right, all right. All right. Uh, and, of course, if you have you've been going, and that's what the final episode. All right, but uh, I wanted to do a little aside here and um, mention why I started doing Acer Radio. Now, many of you have heard the standard story that I give out about how I started it because I was not able to go and start an anime club at my high school when I was attending the high school. But there's another more deep reason for me doing ASO Radio. Back in the day, ASO was kind of my way of going and helping out the anime consumer in America. Back then, anime was still rather underground, as uh, the big Pokemon blast hadn't gotten everybody in the nation attuned to this anime phenomenon. And back then, anime was released on VHS, video cassettes. And these cassettes generally contained anywhere from only one to three anime episodes and generally retailed for $30 each. To compound matters even further, there were two different versions, one dubbed in English, one in Japanese with English subtitles. And so you were uh, usually going to end up with the dubbed English version because that sold better, and you'd have to go online or swap tapes with somebody in order to get the fans, I mean, the subtitled version because it was so much harder to go and find those in a retail setting. And of course there was the whole big fan sub tape trading thing going on, which I'm sure gave the uh, postal service quite a few extra dollars in the pocket. So I started Acer Radio, both as a way of going and expressing and experiencing my love of anime, but also as a service to my fellow otaku, to let them know what was worth spending their time on and what they should avoid, and so that they would not waste their few precious dollars on something that was not worth watching. And in addition to that, by going and telling them what was good, they would go and hopefully buy these good anime, which in turn would encourage the anime companies to go and bring out more anime of a high quality that was really worth watching. So that kind of answers the whole NG's existential questioning of whether or not I'm doing this just for my own satisfaction or to go and help out my fellow people, which in turn would kind of go and help me out by having them a higher opinion of them. But in essence, as I look at it, that I started doing it for superficial reasons and then realized that I was going and doing it not just for that, but also to go and help out fellow people. So I was one of those people with the very few dollars who wanted to know what was good and what was not worth wasting my money on. And, of course, number two, about the only 384 episodes up. Well, I'm sorry, work center, but you were going crazy busy with all those really quality reviews that you do over on Any and so I had only assumed that you had already skyrocketed past the 400 mark without taking into consideration your uh, few months hiatus from writing reviews. Okay. Well, that does it for the fan mail for the show. Of course, if you would like to go and contribute to Acer Radio, be sure to use our fan mail submission form to go ahead and send us in your thoughts, opinions, and all that other great job that you would like right on the air. So if you want to send some in, check out www.nz17.com slash Acer Radio and use our fan mail form to let us know what's on your mind. Come right up and spin the wheel over a very hot spot. Okay, so real quick, before we dive into our interview with Deborah By, I wanted to mention this, of course, is our first podcast episode. Uh, You can listen to us in the higher-quality Arborbis format, uh, or you can listen to us on the MP3 format, which is supplied through the podcast. Um, If you'll notice now on the Ether radio site, there is links to our RSS or podcast file, which you can subscribe to in your favorite podcast reader, be that a music application like iTunes, a website service like Yahoo, or a, a dedicated program specifically for RSS feeds or podcasts on the next episode of Acer radio episode 87, we'll go and review slash mention a couple of these programs that you can use on your computer for the optimal Acer radio experience. Um, for now, however, just go ahead and use the convenient links on the main page to go and... Uh, put us into whatever reader you prefer or of course you always have the option of just visiting the ASO Radio website and downloading or streaming the episode directly from there um, so more about podcasting next week um, without further ado let us join part 2 of our interview with Deb bye so then uh, what are some of the non-anime things that people might have seen you in
1: um, mm, well, I mean, I do a lot of live comedy in New York City, so, yeah.
0: Like, what clubs or um, groups I, are you in?
1: Uh, I was with a group for ten years called Theater Sports in New York City. Now I'm with a group called Comedy Sports, and I'm in a show called The Next Big Broadway Musical, which is a totally improvised musical comedy from start to finish. It's, it's critically acclaimed. It's we every time we do a run, we we sell out every show. So it's it's got a cult following, and it's a really great show. Not because I'm in it; it's just on its own. It's a fabulous show.
0: Oh well, we know you're unbiased.
1: Well, of course, of
0: course. It's like we have the best family talk radio on the internet.
1: Right, right. Uh. <laughs> um, so that, and i, I do um, I do voiceovers for radio and TV, and I have I actually have a Wendy's spot running right now nationally, so. That's kind of cool. Uh, that is
0: pretty cool. Yeah. Now, being from New York, mm-hmm. doing a publication, got to ask, Have you seen spam a lot?
1: No, I haven't. Um, the thing is, just like people here in, you know, Denver, Colorado, they get they take their mountains for granted and they don't even look at them after a while. And a city girl like me comes in and goes, "Oh, mountains, pretty." I take my Broadway for granted. I don't see a lot of Broadway because. I don't know time. I know. But it's also expensive. Okay. You have to understand. It's $100 it's a ticket. True. And it's not the only one. So there are several shows that are fabulous in New York, but I don't generally have $100 to blow on a ticket. So I'd love to see Spam a lot. But
0: That's okay. We had to come here on a
1: string budget. So, so you understand. I'm familiar with yeah. that situation. And then even if you do have the money coming by the tickets is not easy. I mean, everybody wants to see it. So there's the tourists who want to see it. There are the regular New Yorkers who want to see it, and they put their bid in, you know, months ago. So, well, you money. know,
0: that kind of reminds me of this episode of Fetcher. I don't know if you watch that show. I, I don't. A uh, very funny show about a pessimistic guy in mm. New York City. Uh-huh. Funny enough coincidence.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, but it's because it particularly applies here. There's this episode where he's a doctor and he goes on vacation, but he doesn't want to go anywhere because he's always finding faults with all these different locations. Too busy, too crowded, too hot, too cold, (laughs) too much rain, too little. (laughs) And so uh, finally, his ditsy assistant suggests that he goes on vacation in New York City Uh and he says for Linda are you nuts I live in New York why would I want to stay here more than I have to and she says well think about it Dr. Becker how many great things in the city have you never been to even though you've lived here for years she's like you know there's Broadway Staten Island and all these other things that you've never seen and he's like Linda that's the you know, that's a good point. Yeah, it is <laughs> a he really ends up point. going on vacation there and having the best vacation he's ever yeah. had, you know, so.
1: Well, I like it when people come to visit me in New York because then I can be their tour guide and then I get to see New York through their eyes and I get to do things that I wouldn't normally do. Like how many, why am I going to go in the Empire State building? Why? I mean, but to take them, I, you know, I have an excuse. Oh, I we'll have to take them and then I end up enjoying it in the New York. Like just before I left. Um, a few weeks ago, some friends came into town and I took them on the Circle Line. Which was this boat that goes all the way around the island of Manhattan. You see it all the way downtown, goes back around, along Queens Bronx, back and the Bronx and background. And it was Long great. Three hours. I mean it's a great trip and you know, there's a, a guy talking all the time, giving you all the history of well this is this and that building's that and this develop here and you learn a lot and I was in New York and I didn't know half of these things. Um, he actually explained, although I bet you there are several uh, stories about this, but he explained why New York is called the Big Apple, and I'd always wondered that myself. I thought, well, where did that come from? And well, now, now I got to tell you, right now this is just one theory, because I bet you there's more than one. But what he said was, um, uh, uh, back when jazz musicians would travel around the country, um, uh, how did you say it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Right. So when they would travel around the country playing in different cu- in uh, different states, they would no. Now wait a minute. No, the big apple. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Okay. He would. They would liken the um, fruits to the uh, level of sweetness that they have, how much sugar they have, and that would be how much money you were paid. So if it was a lot of sugar, you got paid a lot of money. Sugar equaling money. And he said that like a cherry cake would be really good. Right. Exactly. And so they were he was saying that the big apples, the apples are very sweet. And that, the pay was really great. So this was the big apple, as opposed to the little orange or the tiny pear. Or uh, the
0: tart grapefruit. Exactly.
1: <laughs> the little grapefruit.
0: Great. Maybe it's just because there's a lot of apples uh, driving taxis there.
1: Exactly. It could be. It could be.
0: But, uh, okay, but tell us about your improv, because that appears to be a big part of what you've done.
1: It is. Um, I've been performing and teaching improv uh, for about, 16 years, and I started, wow. yeah, I Quite started, prolific. yeah, a lot of time, I think it's the only thing I've ever done for that long, other than breathe and blink, so, um, well, I, you know,
0: I think the great part about improv is it's both comedy and drama and all that, mm-hmm. but you don't have to memorize lines, yeah. which is both good, because right. you don't have to memorize, just memorizing porn, but it's bad, bad. people be hard, you know, playing off each other at yeah. But now I'm doing this microphone. So right. No, on. no,
1: I was going to say I started when I was a teenager, but just in regard to that learning of lines, um, I've heard people say, you know, oh, improv is for lazy actors, because you don't have to learn your lines. And I remember when I was younger, not that I'm old now, but when I was younger, I was a much quicker study. So if I needed to learn a page worth of lines, I could do that in a day, you know. But now I've gotten really out of practice because I'm so used to just being off the cuff, and just making stuff up, that I have to really exercise my brain to memorize and retain that memorization. So it's, it's, it's a struggle now. It's a real, it never used to be before, but I think I've gotten so trained to not worry about lines, that when I actually have them, it's a real, <laughs> I really have to work hard to remember them. So it's, it's a constant struggle now whenever I am doing something that's scripted.
0: So are you with uh, an involved association
1: now? Um, I'm with a, a show company show and company it's called Comedy Sports New York and they're actually franchised all around the country oh yes that's
0: the one that's in Utah
1: yeah yeah there's comedy sports everywhere so I'm in Comedy Sports New York and I've been with them for a couple of years and, and what's your
0: color?
1: oh we have different colors so oh you get to different we, colors oh yeah oh, it's, a, it's a competitive it's, it's a competitive improv there's a referee and a ref shirt and then I think the shirts that we have are like red and blue with some green ones that's all I know um, and I'm also with this other show called The Next Big Broadway Musical, like I said, which is an improvised musical comedy. So, that's the like, like you said,
0: we get tickets, but it's rather expensive.
1: Yeah, it's a little far away. It's a little <laughs> far away for anything. So,
0: so um, you see, we went to, uh, there was an improv group uh-huh. at the high school we went to. Oh. And uh, both of us were in it, and it was a lot of fun doing that. Um, originally, how did that work out? The original teacher um, was the teacher's daughter, and she had to be for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the students liked doing it so much that they went and they took over themselves uh-huh. and basically uh, ran the project themselves uh-huh. after uh, her daughter had to go off to college or something like that. So, yeah. So how much people yeah. really love something like
1: that. It's uh, look, I got hooked when I was sixteen. I went with my uh, high school drama company. So I early. know, they sure do. Well that was mine and it really bit me hard. But yeah, my whole acting class we went to a show. Um on the Upper East Side called Chicago City Limits, which is a sketch and improv show. So they would do some improv and then they would do some sketch. And I was blown away. I couldn't believe this was in the 80s when, you know, there was no food line. Nobody knew what improv was in New York. Um, It was just amazing. They were so clever and funny and quick and smart and dynamic and terrific. I just wanted to be all those things so I created an internship program for myself with this theater company and they let me stay for I guess it was a few months like two or three months and then at the end of that time when it would essentially have been my time to leave they asked me to stay on and I became like a kind of like a house manager (laughs) no I came like a house manager I would I would help with the the drinks and the bistro and you know like little snacks and whatever and I got to take all my classes for free and I took five classes a week and I saw all their shows for free and that was like five shows a week so for three years I just soaked up as much improv as I could and then from the classes all the classes would usually the people in there would go hey let's start a little group of our own and they would branch out and anyone that would have me in their improv group I would go so I was with like five of them at one time I was with five different groups and you know one thing turns into another and then five years go by ten years go by so it's been great though I mean I've, I've been able to earn a living teaching and performing improv and doing corporate industrial using improv and just being able to think on your feet is a sellable skill because well some you people
0: know D.B. 3 has been so impressed by this interview hmm. he signed up For the improv improv workshop hours ago, because he knew how good you were. Excellent. Even before we had you tell us everything that we just learned. Good, good, good. (laughs) Glad
1: to hear that. Good. We'll have enough people, and it'll work out. I'm glad. So, what would you say,
0: real quick, to our audience people, get five very important things for a person that would want to do improv of any sort,
1: such as radio? Right. Uh, get into a class. I think um, if, if you have a, an improv comedy theater in your city or town or maybe at your uh, regional theater or community theater, sometimes they'll offer classes in improvisation or theater games and go take it because I think you can't learn it from a book. But if you wanted to read about it, there are some excellent books out there and I would recommend these two. Uh, the first one... No, no, no,
0: you can't, you can't learn this, No, I just I'm sorry. I'm i think, sorry. That,
1: you know, you can't learn the performance aspect, but the theory behind why you do the things you do, you can definitely learn some of those.
0: Kind that. of like computer science. You can and you can learn how to program and blah 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 but things change right. and so if you don't know the series you're not going to be able to keep
1: with it right exactly you have to under, understand the underlying elements to what you're doing so,
0: and, so what are these good books
1: um, the first one is Impro by Keith Johnstone and it's called Impro and not Improv because in England they call Improv Impro. they don't they leave off the V uh, and Keith Johnstone was responsible for starting theater sports this um type of uh, competitive improv theater. And so that one I would recommend And And the next one I would recommend is a book called Truth in Comedy by three authors with very strange names. Mm-hmm. Del Close, Tarna Halpern, and Kim Howard Johnson. And that's a really easy read, whereas improv is not an easy read. It's really digestible. It's like my improv bible. I still go back to it for inspiration. Truth in Comedy is just an easy read. It gives you the basic, you know, basic level understanding of the rules of improv and how to improvise well and working with other people. Um,
0: All right, then, well, let's go ahead and wrap up this interview because we've been going almost thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, so, real quick, what are some things that just came out and will be coming out that you'll be in?
1: Um,
0: that you can say. Thank like, you. We don't want you to, Yeah, don't break uh, no any contractual that. stuff. No,
1: nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares. Now, if you have here's a problem, cause I can't remember which of so these it is, Okay, I think it's called Genshiken.
0: It Do you want me to pronounce those real quick? Or? Is that right? Did I say I it right? Oh. I Genshiken. It before. Um,
1: well, it's a series called Genshiken. And in it, there's a... I think I played a character named... Oh, God. Gokin No. I think it's Kujibiki. I, I really don't remember. The idea is there's a... The characters in that show watch an anime show in the cartoon in the anime itself, <laughs> and I am the voice of one of the anime characters that they watch.
0: Uh-huh. So their
1: characters watching an anime, and I'm the anime that they're watching. So kind of like a show within a show. Yeah. Now, if I could remember what it was called, that'd be a really good start. Um, yeah. But
0: yeah. Anything else people should look forward to?
1: Um, uh, I guess. Gravitation I think that came out And that's out there And I've done that And that is popular And seems to be fun Alright then Well
0: um, As a way of saying goodbye You want to plug our show In one of your mini character voices
1: Sure What do I say
0: Say uh, uh, Made by the fans For the fans H.O. Radio H.O. Radio
1: Made by the fans For the fans H.O. Radio
0: <laughs> And thank you once again For being on the show
1: Thank you Nice thank to meet you
0: so I'd like to take this opportunity to once again thank Deborah Baye for her time and input for ESO Radio. Uh, always a pleasure to interview voice actors and industry insiders for feature on our show. However, folks, once again we've reached that point. Yes, the point where MZ-17 such as gap for yet another week. We've reached the end of episode 86. With that in mind, be sure to tune in next week we'll have some more great anime news some more in-depth insightful jaded critical reviews some fan mail of course that all depends on if our fans write in to make the show and another interview from Nandesukon 2005 and our upcoming feature on podcasting and how you can enjoy it anyways for this week of A-Show Radio this is NB-17 saying good night good luck and good listening. ASA Radio is copyright of NG 17 Productions. ASA Radio is licensed to the general public under a Creative Commons Attribution non-commercial share Alike license. Additional license is available. For more information, visit us online at www.ng17.com.